All right. So uh, we, we have been in Psalm, in the book of Psalms for a while, uh, and we still have about seven or eight weeks left, I think eight, okay? So we have about eight weeks left, and then we'll do a, um, um, a, a little mini-series uh, called Grow for about four weeks, and then we'll finish the calendar year off uh, with, with the book of Ephesians. So that's, that's where we're headed, all right? Just uh, giving you all uh, kind of a heads up there. Have you guys ever thought about um, how many songs have the word bless or blessing uh, in them? Okay, can y'all, can y'all, this is kind of audience participation, can y'all think of some songs? Call out some songs that have the word blessing in them, or bless. Count your many blessings. Count your many blessings. Bless the Lord, O my soul. We don't have the uh, the hymnals in there, so y'all can't cheat. Showers of blessing. There will be showers of blessing. All right. What about some songs that's not not like church songs? God bless the broken road. Come on, little little rascal flats for you. All right. Um, or uh, what's that? God bless America. I have that on here. All right. Um, Leanne rhymes. God bless the child. Stevie Wonder. Anybody? Stevie Wonder. All right. Back back in the day. Was that God bless Texas? God, God bless Texas. I didn't have that on there, and that's hilarious. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, bless us all by the Jackson Five. God bless us, everyone. Uh, I think you said bless his holy name. LL Cool J had one. God bless. You know, a little rap for you. You know, I don't know if anybody wants to do that. Anybody want to rap? Um, but anyway, um, yes, and, and and make me a blessing. Uh, blessed be the name. Um, and, and, you know, of course, you know, when you say the word bless, uh, people, people always say like in the South that it's kind of a, uh, when somebody says bless your heart, you know, that that doesn't always mean what, what we think it means. <laughs> Sometimes it's kind of like almost a little mini cut down, like a sly cut down, you know, like, oh, bless your heart, son. You don't really know what you're doing, you know, um, uh, or, you know, or we, we ask, uh, God to bless, bless the food, uh, you know, to, to, uh, to bless me uh, or somebody sneezes, you say, bless you. All right. So anyway, you're get, you're getting the point, okay? Uh, so the title of today's um, sermon is simply blessings, um, and, and my crazy demented mind goes back to Christmas vacation, and uh, where anybody ever seen Christmas vacation? Okay, and they're and they're at the dinner table to say the blessing, and the lady can't half hear, and so her and then so her the other guy's like the blessing, you know. Anyway. Candace gets it, but anyway, uh, so um, so what's funny about this psalm is, okay, the last one that we covered, which was a couple weeks ago because we had a Father's Day message, uh, so about three weeks ago, um, the, it was so famous that the early church sang it every morning. Y'all remember us talking about that? Um, and, and it was su- such a big deal. Um, however, today we go from like a complete opposite, okay? We go from a very, very well-known, very famous, especially in the early church psalm, to this psalm, which is not very popular. In fact, Martin Luther, he wrote five big books about, the, about psalms, he wrote five big volumes of books about the Psalms, and he skipped this one. So this is so this is completely opposite as far as like you know the amount of um, uh, acclaim or whatever the word may be. But I still think there's something in there for us today. And so uh, the central statement is um, I think it'll be up there. Miss Rhonda, thank you again. Um, Alex, thank you again. Sally, thank you again. They always do a great job, don't they? And, and I'm just very appreciative of them. We couldn't do it without them. And so, uh, and I'm, I told Dana and, uh, and Alex just earlier, this, this background is supposed to be red. It's supposed to be a little Independence Day, a little Fourth of July-ish. But our, uh, our 
projector does, is not showing red right now. So, uh, so it's like a brownish or whatever you want to call that. But in the 67th Psalm, there is a purpose of blessing, a plan of blessing, and a prediction of, fu of future blessings. Mr. Loris uh, and Mr. Ricky couldn't come today, and she's going to be really sad she missed it because um, she, li she likes the alliterations. And today there's a bunch of them. I will not lose my Baptist preacher card today for alliterations, okay? I tr trust me on that, okay? There's plenty of them, all right? Um, and so if you'll look at in the first couple verses, verses 1 and 2, it says, May God be gracious to us and bless us. May he make his face shine upon us so that your way may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. Now, um, uh, you, you know, that you, may have, you may recognize that. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, but so the first part, the first point, if you're taking notes, is the purpose of blessing. And to me, under the purpose okay, um, is there, there are two parts. And again, you're going to love the alliteration today. There's two parts to know him and to make him known. All right? When it comes when it comes to praise, we're talking about those two things. Or we not praise purpose. The purpose of that blessing is to know to know Jesus and to make him known to others, okay? And so you may you may see that up there. Uh, so the question is, do you know him? Do you know Jesus? Because you can you can go to church all your life and still not know him. Okay? Uh, and and that may not be popular uh, to hear, but it's the truth. Uh, I've read a couple books lately about that, you know. Uh, and and the, I think the one book I read was called The Unsaved Christian, you know, uh, and which is obviously an oxymoron. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, I'm going to eventually get uh, caught here with this thing. So because I move around too much, sorry. Let's fix this thing up a little bit. All right, um, is it even working, Mr. Steve? I don't even know if it's working. Is it working? Stopped working, didn't it? All right. I've been here almost two years, and um, we still have issues with with technology. All right, so uh, yeah, forget that. All right, um, so uh, it, it's also very interesting that the psalmist asked for God to be gracious to us, and then asked for a blessing. All right, y'all see that? Okay. May God be gracious to us and bless us. Now it's kind of interesting. Can you see a guilty criminal uh, before a judge? pleading for mercy and receiving it and then say, hey, judge, can you bless me too? You see what I'm saying? Like, it's like, like, don't miss that. It was like, yeah, yeah, uh, mercy, please have mercy on me, you know, and then it, the, it, the judge gives it to you and you say, hey, yeah, oh, by the way, can you give me you know, a couple thousand dollars too? All right, uh, and, and that's exactly what what happened in, in that in that verse there, um, and it's a picture of grace in our lives because we we don't deserve anything, right, brother? All right, we we don't deserve anything but hell, all right. But God forgives us in Christ and blesses us beyond what we can ever comprehend, Amen. In fact, uh, in verse one it says uh, that His face shine upon us, uh, and I love that. Psalm one hundred verse three says, "Acknowledge that the Lord is God; He made us, and we are His, His people, the sheep of His pasture. We are His. Uh, his face shine upon us, uh, and and it's not an angry face shine, shining on us. It's not a mocking face, uh, like he, he, you know, or." Um, condemning face or whatever it is, it, his face is shining upon us, all right? Um, and and that is um, an awesome thing, and not away from us, but on us. And, and then uh, you may recognize uh, that verse from the Old Testament, um, Numbers six, verses twenty-four to twenty-six. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. 
all right, which is a, a very uh, famous, very well-known passage in the Old Testament. Uh, Charles Spurgeon says, Why should he fret when God smiles? What matters though all the world should censure if Jehovah countenances his servants? A look of approval from God creates a deep, delightful calm within the soul. That's beautiful words. And then notice in your Bible, well, if you have your Bible with you, did, um, uh, did, does anyone see, if you have it with you, you see the word Selah after that? S-E-L-A-H. Remember we talked about that several weeks ago? That means think about it. Think about it. Okay? Here are some words of praise. Let's sing these words of praise. And then think about that. Okay? Think about it. That's what, what Selah means. And so, uh, you know, so what should we do? We think about God's mercy, God's blessing, and the approval of God's shining face. And we should do that. We should take a moment and, and think about those things. Amen? And verse 2 shows us that we are to make Him known. So not only do we know Him, but we make Him known. Uh, did you know that uh, according to the Word of God that you are all priests? Did you, know God? did you know that? If you have a relationship with Jesus Christ and you're in the sound of my voice, within the sound of my voice, you're a priest. You know, you may not dress like it. You may not be up here preaching uh, like I am. But First Peter 2, verses 9 and 10. And you'll see it up here if you don't have your Bible. It says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, amen? A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession, so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you're a God's people. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Isn't that all of us who came to Christ? We have, that, we have the mercy of God and His grace, and we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, so that we can proclaim the praises of Him to the one who calls you out of darkness into His marvelous light. See, it's not just about us hoarding blessings and keeping them to ourselves, like I've talked about many times, like the mine, mine birds on, uh, on Finding Nemo. Mine, mine, mine. My blessing, my blessing, my blessing. No, we're supposed to be a blessing to other people. We're not supposed to just hold it, hold it in. We're ought to bless others. And it's so cool. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. I've had uh, many um, experiences where uh, I tried to like pay somebody back for something, or I tried to, you know, and they said, "No, man, don't, don't rob me of my blessing, brother. All right, let me do that for you. Okay, let let me do that." And, and it's that's also really really cool because you, even when you're blessing other people. You know, being unselfish, you get a blessing back in return. It's, it's very interesting how that works. And so, again, the central statement in this 67th Psalm, there is a purpose, there is a plan of blessing, and there is a prediction of future blessing. So let's go to the second part there, which is a plan of blessing. Now, we'll be here for a little while longer. Okay, this is going to be the, the, the longer section of it. And so Psalm 67, verses 1 through 5. So we're going to go back and read verses 1 and 2, and then, and then 3 through 5. So may God be gracious to us and bless us. May He make His face shine upon us so that Your way may be known on earth, Your salvation among all nations. Verse 3. Let the peoples praise You, God. Let all the peoples praise You. Let the nations rejoice and shout for joy for You judge the people with fairness and lead the nations on earth. Let the peoples praise You, God. Let all the peoples praise You. So this plan of blessing, and again, uh, it, you know, Miss, Miss Dolores would, would have loved this. There's three parts. Okay, that we're going to look under plan. There's proclaim, there's praise, and then there's please. So that's what we're going to look at today. And then under each one, we're going to have some more things that we're going to talk about. So let's look at the proclaim part. As I mentioned already in previous section, we see in verse 2 that God's way may be known in His salvation among all nations. And I believe that in order to proclaim, every single one of us, again, you're going to love the alliteration, has a story, is sent, and can share. 
All right? And so when people see the work of God in the lives of His people, it's a way God makes His way known on earth, right? He, he, he gave it, he, when he, Jesus went, ascended back into heaven, and then the Holy Spirit came. We accept Jesus as our Savior. We have the Holy Spirit, and, and, and the Holy Spirit uses us to share the gospel to, to those around us. But whenever it seems that God is silent or dead in the lives of His people, it's a great hindrance in making His way known. Amen? If we're not being used by God, if we're not uh, filled with the Holy Spirit and, and, and being directed uh, by Him, then, then we're hindering that work. Uh, John Stott said, It may be said without fear of contradiction that the greatest hindrance to evangelism in the world today is the failure of the church to supply evidence in her own life and work of the saving power of God. That's some strong words, and those of you who have been in church a long time will say, hey, that's, that's true, amen to that. Okay? Uh, it's, it's us not living it in front of people and not telling everybody. Again, uh, there's this a reason for the blessing. Uh, like I asked earlier, are you a member of the Bless Me Club? Always crying out to God, bless me, bless me, bless me. But your cry is essentially a selfish one. Self-interest child, like something like a little self-interest child would make. Yes, we unashamedly ask God to bless us, but not only for ourselves, but so His way will be known all in all the earth and the salvation among all nations. Luke 2, verse 30 says, For my eyes have seen your salvation. See the personal aspect of that? My eyes have seen your salvation. Titus 2, verse 11 says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. So if you're a Christian, you have a story. You have a story, and Sally and I have talked about this a while back, and you know, and Sally used to always say, you know, I don't have that testimony of, of being rescued from like a drug addiction or, uh, or, or, or something like that, you know, but she still has a story, and her story is different than my story, you know, but we all have a story, uh, and, and it's your story. It's your story. It's a testimony of what God did in your life, amen? Um, His grace has appeared to you. Your eyes have seen a salvation you have tasted and you know that God is good. Right? And you can share your story. See, the, see, people can debate stuff all the time, right? but they can't, they can't say anything about your experience with God. Okay? Uh, that's yours. You say, look, I, I don't know. all I know is that God saved me. You know, that, that I, was once and, uh, I was once lost and now I'm found. Right? Um, and and they, so we all have a story. And so now that you have a story, you're sent. You're sent, right? You know, like we talked earlier, so y'all are, are priests and now you're also missionaries, okay? You know, that, might, that may not be your job title, may not get paid for it or whatever, all right? But we all are. Acts 1 verse 8 says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, which is their area right around them, in all Judea and Samaria, which is further out, kind of like Florida, all right, or the country, and then to the ends of the earth. So wherever we are, we, uh, we are sent. Because um, here's the deal. God sends you somewhere every day. Amen? Unless you're on quarantine. All right. That's a bad joke. All right. So, uh, but he, he'll send you somewhere every day. All right? And so wherever you are, your job, your, your school, um, your, your classes, your team, wherever you are, your office is a place where you are sent. Sent to share God's story. All right? Uh, and tell somebody about Jesus. Right? Every, everywhere we go. We all have some type of platform. How will we use it? How will we use it? I remember Malcolm, you know, uh, Kirk and I are friends with Malcolm and Sally is too. 
uh, former player of mine. I remember him uh, telling, saying that to me whenever he was in college. You know, he, he had some success, a good bit of success on the basketball court, and he was being asked to, to speak at different places. He was like, I'm going to keep using my platform. Right now, God has given me a platform that I'm going to use um, for his glory. Romans, Romans 10, verses 13 and 14 says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then, listen to this sad part, how then can they call on them they have not believed in? And how can they believe without hearing about him? And how can they hear without a preacher? Without somebody, without one of us going and talking to them? How are they ever going to know? See, I, I don't know about you guys, but I love it when my kids share. You know, y'all remember that? And remember when you when kids really started doing that, sharing all the time? It's, I love that. I love to see my girls just sharing all the time. And like I mentioned before, uh, here from the pulpit, you know, the gospel, uh, Christianity, it's just basically like one beggar telling another beggar where to get some bread. You know, uh, it's simple. Hey, okay, this is what God's done in my life. All right, and Jesus took my place, all right, and I accepted His His substitution uh, for me. Right, that what he did on a cross for me. You can share your story. So you, 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 we all have a story. We're sent, and we can share it. So, because what happens if you're sent? You have a story. Now you're there. But then what happens if you never say anything? Look, and I, I they're not going to get it through osmosis. Okay, some of y'all know that science. All right, I mean, you, you know, we think that oh man, our good stuff, our good actions, and our good character, and it's going to rub off on them. You know, I'm going to give them some of this Christianity right here. You know, I mean, okay. I do think that's important, you know, and your, your actions should add up to your words. And I admit sometimes I don't do that part. I'm okay with the actions, but I don't always say something about Jesus. You know? So how will they know unless they hear? You know, faith comes through hearing, hearing the Word of God. So, again, uh, you can share your story. Matthew 28, verse 19, a very well-known verse that most of you already know. It says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Share your story. Psalm 96, verse 3 says, Declare His glory among the nations, His wondrous works among all peoples. Declare it. Say it. Tell them. Tell somebody about it. Amen? Uh, all peoples. All peoples, by the way. Not people of a certain color. All peoples. Okay? Not people of a certain, uh, uh, you know, whether Republican or Democrat, all parties, all people. The second part of God's plan, if we go back, and I told you this was a long one, all right? We said so we had the proclaim part, now we have the praise part. Let's look back at verses 3 through 5 in Psalm 67. Let the peoples praise you, God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations rejoice and shout for joy. Look at all the elements of praise there. Okay, For you judge the peoples with fairness and lead the nations on earth. Let the peoples praise you, God. Let all the peoples praise you. All right, so if you didn't get it the first time, he says it a couple times in there. Have you praised him lately? So I, I think there's there's so much to the idea of praise. We'll we'll never be able to you know today be able to talk about every element. But I do think in in the in the in the light of the time that we have left, there are a couple of main things that we can talk about, um, and that's acknowledge, appreciate, and announce. Acknowledge, appreciate, and announce. And so the acknowledge is to realize that something or someone is greater than us. And this is and this is where again I, I keep. It seems like I say that a lot in church. You know, but I feel like it's one. Of, it's really close to my heart as far as I really feel like man, man and woman's pride. So many times is what keeps us away from God. All right, it's our pride. And we don't want to admit that someone is greater than us, and He knows more than we do. All right, because we that see the see the culture doesn't tell us that. Does it, brother Steve? The culture says you can do everything you want. 
You know, you can be anybody you want, you know. And I'm like, well, man, I'm five foot nothing. I don't think I'll ever be an NBA basketball player, you know. I'm pretty sure I won't, okay. Uh, but, but you know, it, it, it had to be really, really careful there. But we have to acknowledge that someone is greater than us, that God is who he says he is. Hebrews 13 verse 15 says, Therefore, through him let us continually offer up to God a sacrifice of praise that is a fruit of lips that confess his name. We confess His name, not, not Brother Patrick's name, not your name, His name. And we praise Him for it. And we also show appreciation whenever we praise Him, right? Think of the songs that we've talked about, you know, that has thanksgiving in it, you know, and thankfulness. You know, you go through this hymnal and you'll, you'll see a lot of songs that, that, that will have an element of, of thankfulness there. Okay? Uh, Psalm 103 verses 1 and 2 says, My soul bless the Lord and all that is within me bless his holy name. You've sung that in church. I'm sure you have. And then verse 2, My soul bless the Lord and do not forget all His benefits. Don't forget what He's done for you. Don't forget all those things. Don't forget that He gave you air, you know, air in your lungs right? and that you, you know, that you can actually breathe today. All right? uh, and, and don't take those things for granted. Amen? So we are just so thankful for all that He's done to us and we say thank you. I, I love, one of the things I, I really enjoy uh, whenever every year for since, two, I don't know, since, I think since we've been to Hamilton, we've had like a prayer walk at school, you know, and um, sometimes it'll only about four, be about four or five people. Sometimes the word got out a little more, there'd be about 20. But we've been doing it every year. You know, every year we do it around the high, at the high school uh, since I've been there. And, and uh, I love whenever we have somebody pray with us that would just say thank you. Thank you. And, and, and there's something about there's something very, very heartfelt about those prayers. And it's not just words. It's like, you know, and there's a tenderness there and there's a sincerity. God, we just want to say thank you. Lord, just thank you for everything. Thank you. And it's, it's simple, but uh, it's also like really, really profound to me. An ungrateful heart is a sign of an unredeemed life. An ungrateful heart. I mean, we've all been there. We've all given things to people. And, you know, how do you feel whenever somebody doesn't say thank you? Come on, let's be honest. We're kind of like, you could have said thank you. I mean, you know, and I've told you about that, how uh, on Fridays this past year, uh, you know, uh, we encourage our students to wear red, and I started getting candy, man. I, I, I spent, no matter, I don't know how much money on candy this past year, and anybody coming to the gym who had red on, I'd give them candy, you know. And not very many people say thank you, you know. Um, and, but but with the ones who do, you're always like, Wow, thank you for saying thank you. You know, but uh, but still, there's an element of appreciation, and you can see something different about that child for whatever reason. And so we have the fact you have to acknowledge him, uh, and then we appreciate, and then you have announce, announce when we are we're not afraid to announce to anyone and everyone that he is God. Amen. Psalm one fifty verses one through six. This is the last psalm, and we 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 may or may not do that psalm uh, in the future. But it says, "Hallelujah, praise God in the sanctuary." Just listen to the praise here. The end, as he they bring the whole book of Psalms to a close. Praise him in his mighty expanse. Praise him for his powerful acts. Praise him for his abundant greatness. Praise him with a blast of ram's horn. Praise him with harp and lyre. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with a guitar. I'm just saying, it's not in there, but it could be. Uh, praise, praise him with strings and flute. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Praise him with, cla with clashing cymbals. Let everything that breathes or that has breath, praise, please, excuse me, praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Revelation 7, verses 9 and 10, because, you know, if you, if, if you can't praise him here, man, you might not be comfortable. And, you know, when it comes to uh, to the by and by, 
Because it says here in Revelation 7, 9 through 10, After this I looked, and there was a vast multitude from every nation, every tribe, every people, and every language, which no one could number, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. Amen? And, and, and I just happened, I just had to say this because I didn't know I was going to say it. I've heard other preachers say it, so I, don't, I can't give credit to myself. But uh, I said this the other day to a former player of mine as, we, as I took him to the, to the airport and we were leaving. You know, we didn't really talk politics, and, you know, but we got to talk a little, about a little, touch on a little bit of stuff. And I said, you know, um, we, don't, we don't serve. As Christians, we don't serve a donkey and we don't serve an elephant. We serve the lamb and lions of Jesus Christ. That's what we serve. All right? And may that always be the case with us. Amen. And so, uh, and, and so when you look back in verse 1, it says, May God be gracious to us and bless us. May He make His face shine upon us. The last part of the plan is kind of more of a, a compilation of the first two parts. I think as you proclaim and you praise God, you're going to want to please Him. So it's one that's, I'll be honest with you, I kind of, kind of added because I felt like it went right with it. Because it, it made me think of John 15, 14, which is the one that Sally would, will, I'm sure, remember Charlie Brown. That was, we, we, we had scripture memory in the youth group. And we had a guy in our youth group, a kid in our youth group. His name was Charlie Brown. His name was Charles Brown. And he wanted, he wanted to be called Charlie Brown. All right? um, he, was, he was one of my favorites. I taught him, and he was in my youth group over in Bradford County. And uh, he, he had trouble memorizing stuff, but he can memorize this one. Right? And so he might not memorize a verse for that, for the, that week. He said, oh, Brother Patrick, but I got this one. You are my friends if you do what I command. John 15, 14, 15, 14. He had it, man. Uh, and so you are my friends if you want, you do what I command you. Pleasing God. Because under please, I think we have a faith, we have a focus, and we have to forget ourselves. I mean, let's be honest, as a parent, what, what really pleases us as a parent among a lot, of many, a, lot of, uh, a lot of things? Isn't it whenever they simply do what you tell them to do? Like, I mean, they just do it. <laughs> Miss Dana had an eye cut in there. I don't know what that's for. All right, but, you know, for when, 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 you're, when you're children just do it, you know? Just do what they tell you to do, um, that obedience. So if we were speaking about simply how to please God, I think the main thing we need is faith. Hebrews eleven six says, now without faith, it's, it's impossible to please God. If we talk about pleasing God, the Bible says right there, without faith, it's impossible. Have to have faith, since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. We must have faith that he is who he says he is. Amen? He will take care of us every day, that his son died on a cross in our place. We didn't, you know, witness it ourselves. We got to have faith. George Michael sang about that in the 80s. Maybe Dana knows what I'm talking about and Sally. Right? I'm not going to sing today. Play, praise God. Amen. I haven't heard anybody pick on me except for that joke this morning about, uh, about missing me like a cold. Thank you, brother. So next, in order to please God, I think we need to have our focus on Him and Him alone. Galatians 1.10 says, For now, for am I now trying to persuade people or God, or am I striving to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. So our focus all right, is to be undivided. Our focus is to be on Christ. And, and you can do other things and still be focused on Christ. I mean, praise God for a football coach who, ha who represents Christ, you know, and coaches and teachers who represent Christ. Yeah, because they can use their platform and use other means, but they're pointing to Christ. Amen? So, undivided focus. And then, we should forget ourselves. 
Hebrews 3, verse 16 says, Don't neglect to do what is good and to share, for God is pleased with such sacrifices. And then one that I know you've heard, Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. That's hard to do. Easy to say, easy to read, but hard to do. Holy and pleasing to God, this is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. And what's always interesting about that verse is the word conform and transformed. Because when you do some word study on that, you'll see conformed is easy to do. Conformed is easy. It's, it's, it's easy to be like the people around us. You know, transform is a whole other thing. It's, it's the caterpillar turning to a butterfly. Right? There's some pain in that, I imagine. Right? If you could ask the caterpillar right? that, I don't know. Or we could ask the, the muskrat that we saw on that TV show last night, right, Sally? We started watching the show there, y'all. It's crazy, all right? Whew, man. Maybe trying to live out in the wild and trying to eat muskrats and stuff. Oh, man. All right, anyway. All right, that's me getting off topic. Sorry about that. It's your fault, Mr. Tommy. All right. Psalms, and so again, in the 67th Psalm, there is a purpose of blessing, there is a plan of blessing, and then there's a prediction of future blessings. So the last two verses in this Psalm says, The earth has produced its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. God will bless us, and all the ends of the earth will fear Him. God, our God, blesses us. God will bless us, and all the ends of the earth will fear Him. Will fear Him in the future. There's assurance and there's an announcement. And there's, I'm not really going to break that up, you know, but we're going to talk about that together. There's assurance and there's an announcement. I don't know about you guys, but don't we like people to do what they say they're going to do? Right, Brother Mike? We like people who do what we say. Miss Ron and I talked about it earlier today. You want somebody who said, who's going to be there when they say they're going to be there, who's going to do what they say they're going to do. We appreciate that. We like assurances. There's an assurance here that we will be blessed, and there's an announcement that all the end of the earth will fear him. They go together. We will be blessed, and all the in the earth will fear Him. Because let's remember, God is the center. He's the origin. He's the first. Revelation 22, verse 13 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Amen? He comes first. We can't even love uh, without Him. First John 4, 19 says, We love because He first loved us. Now, that real agape love, we don't know it until He... We, we discovered ourselves with, Je with Jesus Christ because He first loved us. It was His idea. He initiated it. It wasn't ours. All we like sheep have gone astray, but we have returned to the lover of our souls. Amen. He shines His face upon us. Remember that from earlier. He shines His face upon us. He blesses us. He is worthy to be praised and Him alone. Amen. Psalm 22, verse 27 says, All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. All the families of the nations will, now, will bow down before you. It's going to happen, all right? Can we say it, you know, uh, kind of like the way we talk around here? Gonna. It's going to happen. Uh, it's it's, it's going to. It's, it's going to happen. It's guaranteed right? that God, that, that we'll, we'll be blessed if we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And it could happen right now, by the way. John 10, 10 says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and they have it in abundance right now in the here and now. The chief in the man is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. From the, uh, from the catechism, Westminster Catechism. Our purpose, to glorify God. Amen? And so in the 67th Psalm, there is a purpose, a blessing. We saw a plan of blessing. And we saw a prediction of future blessings. But I want to go back as we close today and ask Alex to come down. 
Psalm 67, verse 6. Look back at verse 6. And I'm going to have the King James Version up, uh, up here. And it says, Then shall the earth yield her increase, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. Here's my point as we close today and we, and we reflect on this. And we, we go to, to, to the conclusion here. Right here, um, in between the two commas. Okay? Even our own God. What's the point? Is he, my question is, is he your God? At, you know, those of us who have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and there's more than a couple of us in here today, see, we can say that. Then shall the earth yield her increase in God, even our own God shall bless us. Our own God. Charles Spurgeon says, We never love God aright till we know Him to be ours. And the more we love Him, the more do we long to be fully assured that He is ours. Ours. And see, because I, 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 I was that person. I was that person that went to church. Every time the doors were open, my mom had us in a church. Didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. He wasn't my God. Okay? He might have been somebody else's God in the, in, in, the, in the place that day, but he wasn't mine. See, you can hear and hear it all the time, but you have to accept the fact that what Jesus did on the cross counted for you. You know, died in your place. And when you accept that, right, then that's salvation. Right? You can hear all the time, hear all the time. I, I don't know who I was telling this the other day, but um, I can remember when I did finally give my life to Christ when I was 20 years old. Uh, I had been baptized twice. You know, I just got wet. I just did it because other people were doing it. My friends did it. You know, I, I just go, I'll, yeah, I'll get baptized too. Right? It was after high school. It was after I knew Dana you know, in high school. Right? I wasn't saved in high school. Right? And then, you know, I, I went off and I had people fooled and I did my own thing. I had my own parents fooled. They didn't know I was going out partying Friday night, Saturday night. They didn't know that. Right? People in my church didn't know that. I came down to church after, uh, after I gave my life to Christ at a, at a um, uh, uh, what do you call it, like a rally of some kind in, in Tennessee. And um, I stood at the back of the church and people in that church, a couple people said, oh, you are always okay, Patrick. Literally said that to me. So I just wanted to like scream at them. So if I would have died before I gave my life to Christ, I was okay. No, I don't think the Bible tells us I was, I was okay. I think it tells me I'd be in hell. Far from okay. And so uh, it broke my heart when, when that happened. So the question again today as we close out, is he your God? And I, I'm glad you're here. Praise God, I'm glad you're here. I know it's a small crowd, but I'm just thankful you're here and that we can still do this and kind of be spread out and not have to do it online and all right now. But I want you to ask yourself, is he your God, not your parents' God? See, because you, you're not, you, you don't get in that way. <laughs> all right? it, it, not your friend's God, not, not anyone else's. Your God. And if so, I want you to remember that there's a purpose of blessing, to bless others and to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. We can all look forward to a future time where every tribe and nation will praise and glorify Him. Amen? And so I'm going to ask Sally to come and, and, and sing. If you, uh, if you have a decision to make, feel free to share it. The altar is open as we sing.